We all wanna be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Hello, my beautiful friend, and welcome back to the Positively Real podcast. I am your host and yo coach, B. King. And how are you doing today, my friend? I am feeling this mixture of excitement and creativity and flow, and then feeling rather sleepy. I did a session today with a neurofit trainer and I'll share a little bit about that um as well and in the end of the session we did a, a form of yoga nidra and she was like you might feel a little sleepy after this and she was not lying i do feel sleepy i feel very relaxed and here. That's the only way I can describe. Like I'm just feel very grounded. I'm just like, here I am. But I had this podcast episode scheduled to record. And I think one of the things that we run into often as business owners or just a human being out there doing things in the world is sometimes we just don't feel like doing something. We just can't because we're tired. And sometimes it's reasonable, but a lot of the times it's just an excuse or just a reason to stay comfortable and it doesn't really serve us. And I always check in with myself because sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm just so tired. I just don't want to do that right now. And of course my brain is like, yeah, let's just go lay on the couch and watch the last of us. Cause you just started the season. Cause I'm always just, always just a little behind the, the trend. And of course my brain's like, yeah, just go veg out, just relax, just chill. And that sounds lovely. But then my higher brain comes in and it's not mean and it's not judgy. And what it does is it says, Hey, I understand why you want to relax right now. And you made a plan with you, with me, your higher brain yesterday, and you're going to follow through on it. It's totally fine nothing's gone wrong. And it's such a loving conversation. And it's so cool to be able to recognize when that conversation is happening, because in the past, it used to be so mean. I used to be so hard on myself. And then that would make me not want to do the thing even more. So to be able to recognize this conversation as it's happening in my mind and be able to work around the resistance is incredible. And that's what I teach my clients. And that's honestly one of the purposes of this podcast, having a podcast this consistently. I have created a podcast episode every single week with the exception of maybe two or three, but I never miss twice because that's the James Clear rule is never miss twice. So I have created over 200 weeks of consistent content. And the reason why I do it, even when I don't feel like it is 
for you, the person listening to this podcast that needs to hear this message today. So I want to share that with you because if you're ever feeling resistance or you don't want to do something that you said you were going to do, check in with your intention. Why did you want to do it in the first place? And just know when your brain doesn't want you to do the thing, that that doesn't mean it's wrong. In fact, it's just your brain wanting to find a shortcut. So my brain shortcut was just to go relax because I did this yoga, this, um, neurofit training session. And then I did this yoga nidra at the end and I was in a very relaxed, sleepy state. But when you know, when your purpose is bigger than your excuses, it's so much easier to move around and work around the resistance. And I felt very called to do this episode today for a handful of reasons. But before I get started, I do want to share what I've been up to in my, um, professional life. So as you know, I am a mindset, a life coach. I help women. I specifically, I help high achievers achieve more by doing less. I help them overcome the overwhelm and the stress in their life so they can create the life that they truly desire. And when I'm doing that, I'm constantly thinking about you. I'm constantly thinking about my current clients and my future clients, the people I haven't worked with yet. And I'm always thinking about how can I best serve them? What is the next thing that I can do in my professional life, in my career to help my clients get better results? And I've talked about kinfolk a bunch on my podcast. I also had Dr. Keiko and Sarah on my podcast a couple of different times. Um, they are, they've changed my life. They have introduced me to nervous system healing and nervous system regulation. And I, I, I really attribute working with them and my nervous system to so much of the success that I've had in the past couple of years. They've really taught me how to tune into my body, pay attention to what's going on in my body and notice when my system is dysregulated, notice when my window of tolerance is smaller. And it's just been a very cool experience and transformation. If you're a client of mine, most likely you also go to Kinfolk because I'm pretty sure I talk about it all the time. But if you don't and you're in Phoenix, Kinfolk is gentle adjustments to your nervous system. So if you go to them thinking that it's a traditional chiropractor and they're going to crack your back, you're you're going to be disappointed if you if that's what you want, but you will gain so much more out of the experience because it helps you regulate your emotions. It helps you take your stress responses and integrate it through your body. It's truly life-changing. So the reason why I'm sharing that is because I was trying to think about for the clients that I don't work with in Arizona that are all over the country that don't have the tools to nervous system regulation, I wanted to be able to help them regulate their nervous system. So recently I actually became a certified neuro fitness trainer. And if you know anything about me, I am a fitness trainer. I taught spin for nine years. I've taught yoga sculpt. I'm a fitness fanatic. Um, but what I found is that only takes you so far. When I tapped into neurofitness, it's essentially fitness for your nervous system. It is having tangible tactical tools that you can use to regulate your nervous system so you get out of a fight or flight response or to move you out of a shutdown or freeze response. And so that helps you go from immobilized to mobilized. So now I have a modality that I work with with my clients to help them regulate their nervous system so they can approach the challenges, the circumstances in their life from a place of empowerment, from a place of creativity, from a place of 
into intuition versus place of fight, fight, or flight or freeze. Like when you are in a fight response or a a flight response or a fight response, it's really hard to approach the life circumstances in the way that you want to, because when stress is high, creativity and intelligence is low because we can't access that part of our brain because we are in a heightened state. We're looking for the next threat. So I recently became a certified neurofitness trainer, and I'm so excited to bring that work to you. So you can count on episodes on the podcast to be talking about a lot of the things that I have learned in my neurofitness training. So when you start hearing me talk about neurofit, that's just a little introduction into that world. Very excited to bring it to you. So I had the session today and it was amazing. It was just amazing. I love being a student. I love working through my blocks. I love just getting in touch with myself. So all of us to say, when I planned to record this episode early last week, it's, it didn't matter how tired I felt. I still felt really called to show up and serve you. So this episode came to me because being a, a mom and also when do you stop saying new mom? Because <laughs> my daughter is no longer a newborn. She's 14 months. And I, I am just going to consider myself a new mom. I don't know when it stops. And I don't think I'll ever stop because everything is still new. <laughs> um, but being a new mom and having this new perspective of life and the things that we want out of life, it really got me thinking about this idea of having it all. Because when I work with clients, that's what they really want. That's what they come to me for. But the thing that I found is it's so subjective. It is so subjective, right? Having it all or wanting to have it all looks different to all of us. But I, the common themes that I find is having it all has something to do with you know, a big job, right. And a thriving personal life. So that can be defined by your relationships, um, your friendships, your health and well-being, your finances, your success. So it's really, you know, however you define those things and success is so subjective. We've never actually questioned what success means. And we have just taken on this definition of success as having a big job and making a lot of money as the umbrella definition of success. And it couldn't be further from that. Now, this is what I found is women in particular, they think that if they want to have it all, that they need to do it all. And not only that, they believe that they should be able to do it all and by themselves. Now, I don't know where this comes from, but this is pretty common. I work, I've worked with hundreds of women and one of the hardest thing that they have, um, a hard, one of the things they have the hardest time with is asking for help, asking for help help. And, and the problem is thinking that you have to do it all to have it all. This is the fastest track to feeling overwhelmed, stressed, burnt out, and ultimately defeated. This is where you are just, you can't, you can't 
You just can't show up for your life because you are so bogged down. And this is why I love neurofitness because I help my clients regulate their emotions so they can get out of that state of defeat, that shutdown state and overwhelm and utilize that energy to get them to a place that's really productive, purposeful, useful, and helpful. So I want to talk about how to have a different approach to having it all without doing it all so you can actually enjoy your life. Now, if there's anything that I know about you, you are a high achiever. You, you are working hard for this amazing life that you have created for yourself, but you are not enjoying it. So let me just share a little story. I just got back from Mexico. I had the honor and privilege to witness one of my good friends get married to her best friend. And making a friends in your adult life is really hard. And I met Priscilla, I don't even know how many years ago, but we met in spin and it was this instant soul to soul connection. It was just one of those things where we just knew we were going to be friends. And like I said, making adult, it, making friends in adult life is freaking hard. And so when you make those connections, you have to hold on to them. You have to nurture them. And Priscilla and I had that connection. We've led retreats together. We have gone on a retreat together. We have done workshops. We just get it. And it's just one of those relationships where you can call each other out. And it's always from a place of love. And we just understand each other. You never really, you never have to explain yourself to the other person. And that's my relationship with Priscilla. You don't know her. I have some podcast episodes with her so you can get to know her or just go to her Instagram and follow her because she is incredible. She just makes you feel like you can do anything in this world. She hypes you up. She's the ultimate hype woman and you just want her in your corner. So to get to go to her wedding was such a gift and be brought into her world is truly such a blessing. But the crazy thing was up until five days before her wedding, I actually was not going. I wasn't going. And there was a couple of reasons why, but one of the main reasons was when it was time to make the decisions to book the flights. I already had a hotel room booked, but to book the flights, the tickets were crazy expensive. The way that I thought about going with my family there with Brian and our baby, like I just had this vision of what it was supposed to look like. It just didn't work out. We had another wedding at the end of the month in the same area. Flights alone would have cost $2,500. And it just, it, at that time, it just, I felt very overwhelmed by making all of these decisions. And as time got closer to the date, I just, it didn't feel right. Like it just felt this weird, I could feel the shift in my body. And I woke up last Saturday and I had, it was just like, I have to go. I just, it was like, it was so weird. It was my first thought when I woke up. But one of the reasons why I didn't go, cause it was like, in my brain is all or nothing. I'm either going with my family or not going at all. Like I just, I didn't see the other way around it. I didn't see the other possibilities. I thought that if I could, if I, I couldn't leave Brian with Ellie to take care of things. I just, that was my initial thought process when I was making the decision. But when I woke up two Saturdays ago, I had this idea and I, I brought it up to Brian and he was so supportive. He was so supportive. He was like, you have to go. We're going to figure this out. There was no like, oh, like, how are we going to do this? Like, it wasn't any of that. It's like, we're going to figure this out. There's literally nothing standing in your way. And I was like, well, that, there are things standing in my way, but if I can figure, when I figure them all out, I'm going to buy my ticket. 
And it was the craziest thing from working with clients to certain engagements. There's all these things that I had on my calendar, all these things that I thought were going to be in the way. They all cleared up. It was just, it felt like magic. It was when I made the decision, all of a sudden, all these things that felt like blocks weren't there anymore. And just being able to ask for help and be like, Hey, I really have this desire to go. I I really wanted to go with you, but that's not an option. I I'm going to go alone. Can you help me make this happen? And it just shifted everything. And Brian being the sweet man that he is, it's like, yeah, moms deserve to have fun too. Like you go, I got this. And it just made me realize the power of asking for help and letting go of the shoulds. Oh, I should be doing this. Oh, I should be home with my family. Oh, I should be whatever the shoulding is, you know, creating these unrealistic expectations. And this really made me realize that the way to have it all doesn't have to do with the external. When you think of having it all, it's actually an illusion because everything's a trade-off, right? Whether it is your career, your family, or your community, it's a constant dance between those things. You know, sometimes it's hard to say yes to certain things, knowing that you're going to have to say no to other things, right? And it can feel almost impossible at times to get it right. But when you recognize that having it all isn't actually a thing, it takes the pressure off, right? Like it takes the pressure off. Slowing down and creating space is where you actually can have the all that you crave. So the way that the ideas came to me, and it was because I meditate in the morning. So every single morning I lay in bed and I meditate, depending on how much time I have, anywhere from five minutes to 20 minutes. And I did a 10 minute meditation and it just like bubbled up the idea And it was in that stillness that I was like, I can have it all. I can have it all. I can have this experience. I can go there and I can also find a way to support my family so I can go. And this is so important because whatever it is that you want, that is all, if it's your career, if it's your finances, if it's your family, like your social life, you know, getting clear on what that is first is the most important step. You have to understand what's important to you. And the way that I do that for myself is my values. So when I woke up and had this idea and then made the decision, it was just so clear. It was so aligned with my values. There was no, oh, is this the right decision? I like, as soon as I made it, it was done. And then this power was released of making it happen. And then as a result of that, all the things that I thought were in the way just dissolved. It was so fascinating. So creating that space to figure it out, 
not from the lens in which that I was originally trying to figure it out, but from this intuitive place of, okay, if I really want to make this happen, what do I like, what do I need to know right now? And it was just these tiny little ideas that just bubbled up to the surface. And so this really takes home the, the idea, the concept that the all that we crave, you know, having it all that we want, it's so much more than the material things in our life, right? Like the, the home, the car, even the career, what we're craving is connection. What we're craving is creating memories. What we're craving is joy. What we're craving is quality time. That's what having it all means. Not this, you know, external. And I'm not to say you don't want those external things. Those external things are amazing. But when they are coming from this place of already having everything that you, you want within you, those external things are just a lovely bonus. So a big part of having it all is learning how to go deeper into yourself, learning how to trust your intuition. This, my friend, is how you design a life that you love and then a life that loves you back. You get that feedback when you are operating from this place you get that feedback based off the things that you attract into your life. So if you're having a hard time with this concept and you don't know where to start and you are stuck on this, the idea of having it all, and you don't, you, you're confused, you're confused by which direction to go or how to create it all. Um, the first thing you need to do is get clear on what you want. That's number one. You want to get clear on what it is you want. And this can range from external, right? The tangible things in your world. And this can also be the intangible things. So getting clear on what you want is step number one. Step number two is letting go of your expectations of yourself, <laughs> letting go of the shoulds. And this is especially true for everyone, women in particular, but for my mamas that are listening to this, um, this is particularly true for you. I know I have run into that in the beginning of thinking I should be able to do everything, right? I should be able to make this trip happen and take care of my family and be there and all this shooting. And it just is so much noise and it blocks you from that intuition. It blocks you from that place of knowing and trust. And it blocks you from getting creative of how to find solutions to the obstacles and setbacks that you face. So instead of shooting on yourself, right, it's asking yourself like, yes, I can do all the things, but do I need to, or do I have to, or do I want to, you know, I noticed this time and time again with my clients and this used to be my pattern as well, is we try to cram all of our professional and personal to do's. And we squeeze it into our days and we're always so busy because we think we should be able to. And I always say, just because you should, you think you should, doesn't mean that you have to, you know, one of the things that comes up for me is this idea of being 
the quote unquote perfect mom, right? Being able to work and then be there for her family and put food on the table, you know, and all these things. And one of the biggest transformational moments was letting go the need to make all of our meals. I love cooking. I, when I have extra time, I love being creative with my recipes. I love making dinner for my family. Uh, But when we hired our nanny, she loves to cook. And when baby girl is sleeping, there's all this extra time and being able to ask for that help and allow our nanny to make us home cooked meals so that I can focus on my business and focus on my family instead of thinking about making the meals, cleaning up the kitchen, and then having very little time left to be present for my family. I was able to have it all by asking someone else to do something for me. I was able to have connection and presence and quality time with my family. The time that I would spend either cleaning up the kitchen or prepping dinner. I get that now because I asked for help. Now, I'm not saying you have to pay someone to do these things, right? But there are certain things that you might want to have in your life that you might be able to delegate and ask for help, right? If you don't have the resources necessarily to hire someone, you can ask certain people in your life for support. And this is so important to this idea of quote unquote, having it all, you know, when you look at the things on your list, like how many of those things can you completely get rid of? Right. So this might be leveraging your financial resources, right? The money that you have, this could include hiring someone to help you, but money isn't always required, right? You can get help from a partner, a family member, a friend, There are so many ways to get creative, to get the help that you need in order to enjoy the life that you're living. So that's the first thing is, well, the second thing is make your list of the things that you want in your life. Notice how many of those things are material or notice how many of those things are intangible, right? The intangible things are what makes our life whole. So if you're clear on what you want and you know what's tangible and what's intangible, and then you let go of your expectations, you stop shooting on yourself thinking you should be able to do it all. And then you ask for help. This is when your life becomes incredibly full because you're not bogged down by all of the doing and it allows you to just be and enjoy the life that you've created for yourself. So some of the things that you want, you might be able to ask, for help. You might be able to find someone that you can pay to help you with those things, or you can ask for help in your partner or family member, and you can break things down into smaller bite-sized action steps to get the results that you want. And when we have that clarity, we're, we're capable of asking for help with way more specifics than before. So when you're more specific on the type of help that you want, you're more likely to find the person to help you. So when you get things, oh, and there's one more thing, checking in with the things on your list that you think you have to do that feel like obligations. And this could be, I, I this idea, this, this, um, 
just came to me because one of my clients, she signed up for doing a soiree for her daughter's classroom and she just didn't want to do it. And it felt like more of an obligation because of a, um, an, a perception. And she really owned that and really made a change of, you know, I'm not going to do this anymore because the intention behind it is not aligned with what she really wants. Like she wants to be there for her daughters and she can actually be there for her family in a much more purposeful way, more than just planning (laughs) a soiree for her daughter's class. So that brings me to the next point, which is if there's certain things that you have on your list that you can't delegate to someone else and you can't get rid of completely. The question is, can you spend less time doing it? So going back to the meals example, our nanny makes us dinner pretty much Monday through Friday. And then I'll either make dinner on Friday or Saturday, or we'll go out to eat. So now I'm not spending all of my time making meals. I just do it once or twice, which really fills my cup because I do genuinely enjoy doing it. I just didn't want to do it every day. Um, Same thing goes for laundry. I do it once a week and I don't spend as much time as I used to do it. Or I ask for help. I ask our nanny, Hey, could you throw in this load? Or I ask Brian, hey, could you throw in this load? I no longer take the responsibility on myself. So for example, the trip that I just went on, I went solo and I had to ask for help. I had to make sure that schedules lined up. I had to make sure that Brian's work schedule aligned, our nanny's work schedule aligned. I had to get additional help for one of the days because there was a cross, there was a, a period of time where we didn't have help. Like there were just a lot of different nuances that I had to make sure I figured out, but just being able to ask for the help that I needed allowed me to experience this trip experience, this wedding in such a purposeful way. I wasn't feeling guilty. I wasn't worried that things at home were going crazy. None of that was going on because I knew what I needed. And I asked for the support that I knew would help me get to that place. So These are two really important things because once you have the clarity on what you want and you let go of your expectations to do it all and you ask for help or you just get rid of things completely, this is where your life really starts to open up. So this idea of having it all without doing it all is coming from this place of wholeness within you. So this is the last point that I want to touch on before I wrap up this episode is in order to have it all. You have to believe that you are enough exactly as you are. So this means coming from a place of wholeness and sufficiency. So when you believe that you don't need to have anything else in your life, that everything that you have is enough and that you are enough, that is the key to having it all because anything else that you get in your life, any other achievements that you create, any other life experiences that you have, it just adds it to the elevated experience of your life. It creates more joy in your life. It helps you expand your capacity to having such a beautiful full life. But when you keep 
adding things to your life because you don't think you're enough and you're never fully satisfied and you need to do one more thing in order to feel worthy and enough or deserving. You will be constantly chasing that for the rest of your life. So in order to have it all, my friend, you have to believe that you are enough exactly as you are today. But this doesn't mean that you aren't working towards goals that you aren't wanting to evolve to the next level, because the point of it being a human is that, but you're coming from a place of sufficiency. You're coming from a place of enoughness. And this is where true abundance resides. So whenever you are doing more, you're doing more, you're doing more, you're doing more, you're constantly perpetuating that there's some sort of lack in your life. Even if you look around and you're like everything, I have everything I want, but there's just something missing. Oh, if I just get the job or we buy the house or we have the baby or we have the second baby. Oh no, we need to have the third baby. We're constantly adding more to our life. We're constantly doing more because we're trying to outrun feeling fear. We're trying to outrun that feeling of lack. So whenever you think you're lacking something, this is coming from a place of fear. And so one of the things that I do with neurofitness is I help my clients shift from a fight or flight, that fear response from the sympathetic state. And we utilize that energy. We move that energy so they can get into a more creative space. And when you're in a more creative space, you can access a different level of thinking. And this is the level of thinking that nurtures your brain, that nurtures your body, that nurtures, nurtures your soul. So this last piece is everything, you know, thinking about this trip, going to see Priscilla get married and and go to Mexico and have the time of my life. It wasn't coming from a place of FOMO. It wasn't coming from a place like, Oh, I don't want to miss out. Like this fear of missing out. It was coming from this place of expansion from experiences from love. And that's how I know that I'm in that energy of being able to have it all without doing it all. I was able to have this experience without worrying and needing to take care of things at home. And it's just such an empowering place to be. And that's what I want for you, my friend. You know, I want, I want to offer for you to adopt this mindset that in order to have it all, you have to believe what you have right now is enough. Because then when you believe that, once you believe and you're in a place, an energetic space of sufficiency, you don't, you won't feel the need to do it all. You won't feel the need to do more. You will actually end up doing less. And that's what this is all about, right? It's about doing the things that truly matter to you. The things that nourish your, your soul, that nourish your life. And doing more of that and letting go of anything that you think you should be doing. So when you stop thinking in order to have it all, you need to check off all of the boxes and shifting into this place of everything that you have is already enough. I want you to take this as an opportunity to evaluate how you spend your time and take the steps to spend less time doing the things that you don't like and allowing yourself to free up time and energy for the things that bring you joy. 
because truly this is the only life we have to live. And for you, my high achiever that has worked so hard and, and doesn't feel satisfied, this isn't a practice life. This is it. This is, this is all we got, my friends. So I really want you to use this podcast episode as an invitation and opportunity to create a mindset that is rooted in the belief that you are already enough and you have everything that you need from within you. And it doesn't mean you're not going to grow and evolve and achieve awesome things. You might buy your dream home or go on, or um, you might buy your dream home or land a dream career and all of those amazing external things. But ultimately to have it all, you have, it, it's an inside job it is an inside job. So I just want you to sit with this truth, notice what comes up for yourself and get clear on what it is that you want, what it is that you can let go of and start taking action from that place of self-trust and inner knowing. All right, my friends, that is what I have for you today. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. As always, if you have any questions, please let me know. Send me a message on Instagram. I'd be happy to answer your questions. If anything is unclear or if you feel if something came up for you while listening to this, I am here to guide you and support you. These are the types of things that we talk about in the group program Activate. And while the doors are closed right now, they will be opening soon. So if you want to be the first to know when those doors open again, make sure you sign up on the wait list in the show notes. I would love the opportunity to help you create that dream life. I want to help you create that place of sufficiency. I want you to build your foundation on this place of enoughness. All right, my friend, if you enjoyed this episode or you enjoy the podcast, I would be so grateful if you left me a review. And after you leave a review, send me a screenshot through Instagram because I'm starting to do this new little surprise and delight that if you send me a podcast review and it resonates with me, I'm going to give you a little something special. So if you've been enjoying the podcast, I'd be very grateful for a review. All right, my friend, until next time, remember to love yourself, own your happiness and let your light shine because you are so worthy of it until next time. Bye.